You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hey, it's Chris. Welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. So the last episode I posted was an interview of me being interviewed by Lindsay Berry of YYC Fempreneurs. Um, And it was after I had just uh, done my first live workshop on perimenopause. And in the little notes that I included before and after that interview, I promised you that I would share a little bit more about my journey through perimenopause and how I figured out even what it was, because it was not on my radar. And I will teach you a little bit about perimenopause. The reason I think this is so important is because perimenopause, menopause, it is something that half of the population of the world will go through, because it happens to all women. It's such an important conversation, and it's just important knowledge to have, but it is really quite alarming how very little preparation we have for it because traditionally there hasn't been a lot of conversations about perimenopause and really the toll that it can take on your body and on your mind and your mental state and emotional health and I really truly believe that this is stuff that we should be taught in school it should be conversation that happens casually and openly and with normalcy but Really, it's only started to get that sort of attention. There's some celebs now who are posting about it, I guess, as they're going through it, and uh, which is fabulous because, honestly, I think there's a lot of shame tied to perimenopause. As a society, there's a lot of thought that, oh, you know, you're washed up, you're used up, you're no longer productive for society. Like, And I think that can take a big toll emotionally, obviously, as well as the physical hardships that our body is going through and that people really don't understand. And I'm not male bashing here, but um, the world is built for men. It's just how it's traditionally been. Like things like even like chairs, they're built for the average sized male, you know, seating on an airplane, on a subway, in cars. Until 1977, really, I don't think women were involved in any drug trials. And so women have more adverse effects to medication dosages as well as vaccines because those dosages are prepared for an average size man. You know, so women's health needs to become more at the forefront because it is 100% important for a good quality of life, not just in our reproductive years, but afterwards. And so that's why I'm going to tell you a little bit about my journey, because honestly, it floored me when I figured out that I was in perimenopause. So let's dive in. And of course, before we go too much further, I do have to say that I am not a doctor. I am certified as a life coach and a health coach. I've trained as a functional a nutrition counselor, and a sleep and recovery coach. I do also have ADHD, as you may know, and therefore one of my tendencies is to research the heck out of something when it strikes an interest in my brain. And so I have done a ton of research, as well as I have spoken with doctors, uh, some leading female doctors, about women's health and perimenopause and menopause. And so that's what this series is all about. It's about what I have learned from my own personal journey and my research. Okay, 
I don't really know exactly when it all began, but I know that it was at least when I was about 41 or 42 that I had symptoms or indications that were quite severe. And some of you may also remember that I've had some health things. And truthfully, not all of it is because of perimenopause, but a heck of a lot of it is a lot more than I realized. It's like, you know, in retrospect, you can figure out what's going on. So basically, you know, I was just humming along in life. I was pretty happy because I was recently out of the toddler phase. I have three kids. And I guess back then, at that time, they would have been five, seven, and nine. And, you know, I was looking forward to those years to just being able to enjoy my kids without them being quite as needy as they were. But then I kept getting hit by these things. So I was having terrible joint pain and back pain. And and I had been in a car accident over a decade ago, and I had in, my injuries flare up now and then from that. But it some of it felt a little bit different. Um, So I started seeing a specialist and then I got bounced around to another specialist, to rheumatologist, to different doctors who were, who are experts in um, autoimmune disorders. And I didn't fit in any box. And this is true of a lot of autoimmune stuff. Sometimes apparently there's, they think there's tons and tons of different autoimmune disorders and they're just kind of scratching the surface of them, but I just did not fit in any box, like neat enough to be able to have any diagnosis. And then I started having other things, like more um, mental things, like major insomnia. And I'm talking, this is not good. I'm not bragging about this. This is terrible, especially as a health coach. I was going to bed at 3 a.m. and then waking up at 6.37 to get my kids to school. And this was not like a one-off thing. It was for a couple months and then I was so so irritable and I was just like grumpy all the time a lot of that has to do obviously with a, a lack of quality sleep or quantity and then little things like I was out for dinner with a girlfriend and I went to the washroom and I came back and I was like there's a black hair in my chin why didn't you tell me that was there and she said oh I didn't want to make you feel self-conscious I'm like oh my gosh friends have to tell friends about these things anyways we laugh about it now but weird things like that were happening and you know I just like I did not feel good in my body mentally or physically I was also starting to gain weight particularly in places that I hadn't normally or historically gained weight so these symptoms just kept coming one by one over quite a while it was probably over a year and Still, I didn't understand what was happening. I did mention them to my doctor, but nothing was really severe enough to warrant, you know, like major medical investigation. We were just kind of taking notes of stuff. And it wasn't really until my period disappeared and it disappeared for six months that we kind of went, hmm. But even then, actually, right when it did disappear, I still wasn't tested for perimenopause symptoms or indications because it happened almost immediately after I received my COVID vaccination. And it has been pretty documented since all those vaccinations were being given out that that some women actually did lose their menstrual cycle or their bleeding anyways of their menstrual cycle for a period of time after receiving the, the vaccination. So it was kind of chalked up to be that. And it very well may have been. And there's also studies, a, a doctor from MedCan was telling me that that the vaccine might be pushing 
perimenopause forward. So I don't know if this is fact or not, but she she did mention to me that there is some school of thought, I guess, that it's sort of that it's sort of fast forwarding the process. It's making it happen sooner than it may have. I really don't know if this is true or not, but that's just something I was told. During the time that I didn't have my period, my bleeding, I was getting hot flashes and they started, they're the weirdest things. They started and just my body sort of buzzes a little bit and it gets a bit warm and it it would just be a few seconds and then it, it would just simmer away. And then, and it would happen once, but it happened around the same time. I think in the beginning, it happened always around 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. And then they got a little bit more intense in the heat and a little bit longer and a lot more regular and then a lot more in quantity. So I was having them regularly at 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. and then 5 p.m. and then 9 p.m. And then it, they built an intensity that I, some of my friends can attest to this. It was also in the winter and, you know, so you're wearing layers and, and heavy warmer clothes. But all of a sudden, imagine feeling so hot, like you've just had a, a sauna like lit inside your clothing and you're just instantly drenched in sweat. And it made me feel lightheaded sometimes because it was just all of a sudden this intense heat cranked up through my body and my body would be sweating and I just need to rip my clothes off. And then shortly after, as as the heat went away, because I had sweat and sweat was doing its job, which is to cool the body down, I would then go from being so hot to shivering and being so cold. So I was constantly ripping sweaters and shirts off and putting new ones on. And it was horrible. The other thing is that my I have symptoms or indications of, of perimenopause quite severely. And not everybody will have it like this or has had it like this. But I was getting hot flashes at its peak around the clock. So 24 hours, I would have at least one every hour and usually more than one. And this, again, is, was another thing that was affecting my sleep because it would happen in the night and they were way worse in the night, way more intense and way more in volume. And so I felt like I was being tortured and just woken up all the time. And I would fling the covers off, have to get out of my sleeping clothes if I was wearing any. And then right afterwards, I'd be freezing cold. <laughs> this happened for months. So once it became apparent that I was having hot flashes, I did go and get some blood work. And that was when my doctor told me she could see that my hormones were in flux. And so she put me on a low dose of estrogen. And that really, really helped. Estrogen and progesterone, sorry. And that really, really helped to minimize and then eventually actually uh, remove the hot flashes from happening. They completely went away. And I didn't get my period back right away. I had no inklings that it was coming back. And so I wasn't sure if that was just gone. Like many people, I had no idea how menopause worked. So I didn't know if that was it. Oh, I had my period in the one day and never came back. But that's not exactly how it goes. Often I could feel symptoms or like indications that my period is going to arrive when it does. And I was having nothing. And I was on a family vacation. It was March break. And I was on a family vacation. We were on a boat and without any warnings. I don't even understand how this happened. I got my period and it was so heavy. And I had nothing with me because I hadn't had a period in six months and thought my period was gone. 
And so I'm on this boat and literally just had to stuff paper towel in my bathing suit and wrapped another towel around me. And then I bled for one month. It was one month of bleeding and it was pretty heavy bleeding. So I went back to the doctor and we changed the dosing a little bit on my hormones and the bleeding did eventually stop. And then I had a couple irregular periods. I think I had another one two weeks after that month-long one. And then after that, they normalized, quote unquote. So they kind of went back to mostly what my periods had been before. So they were being regular. They were being about 28 days apart. And even then I thought, oh, okay, maybe that was just the vaccine because things seem normal again. But alas, a couple months later, hot flashes came back, periods were missed. I'd go, you know, two months without one or three months, and then I'd get one or two in a row, sometimes two weeks apart. So I went to see a more specialized doctor and got onto a regimen of estrogen and progesterone again, um, where we continue to tweak it as my body changes, because what's happening are my hormones are changing. And so we need to respond with the proper dosing of hormones to try to just keep it a little bit more in control as it goes, rather than having my my hormones plunge or surge, which leads to a whole bunch of these, these indications. But before we talk that, because that might be a little bit confusing too, that's, you know, hormone replacement therapy, but let's like rewind a little bit and talk about menopause in general. What is menopause? Actual menopause That's what gets all the hype, right? But it actually occurs on one single day of your life. Just one day are you in menopause. And that is 360 days since your last bleeding. So that means you have not had bleeding, even spot bleeding or a period for one full year. After that one day of menopause, your one year anniversary from your last bleed, you are then in postmenopause. Postmenopause is all the time after you experience your official day of menopause. And the average, I think in Canada and the US, is 51, 52 years of age to, to hit that one day of menopause. Women live, on average, in North America anyways, to, to about 81 years of age. That means if you're hitting it on the, at the average time, you still have a good 30 plus years of your life that you are going to be spending in postmenopause. And let's just talk about perimenopause. So perimenopause is the many, so emphasis on many years before the single day that you are officially in menopause. Perimenopause is your body undergoing the massive changes to become postmenopausal. And perimenopause can span 5 to 10 or more years and begins for some women, whether they know it or not, in their late 30s. Again, if a woman's life expectancy is 81 years old, if you start going into perimenopause in your late 30s, you can spend from 35 to over 50% of your life in some phase of the menopause journey. So how is this a conversation that is not being had all the time and a conversation that's not laced in shame or stigma? It's wild to me now that I understand it. And I was so ignorant before. I had no idea what any of this was. I went into perimenopause considerably young. It probably started in my late 30s, but I didn't really know that I was in it until in my early 40s, I started having those more telltale signs of menopause, like missed periods and hot flashes. 
there is so much that our body goes through. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And then I'm going to end this podcast because this is going to be a five-part series. And there's a lot of information here and I don't want to overload you too much in just one episode. Let's talk about hormones because that's the main driver and that's what menopause is all about. Hormones are chemical messengers that tell your body what to do. So they tell bones and muscles and tissues to grow. They do things such as control appetite and body temperature, hence hot flashes. They control things like fat storage, hence weight gain, and they affect the brain, including mood. They also affect things like heart and skin and every, almost every other body system. (laughs) So when our hormone imbalances occur, these messages are either weakened or completely disappear and it can send our physical body into chaos. (laughs) Our body responds, but there's a lot of mixed messaging or no messaging. And so some things can sort of feel like they go out of control some things are not regulated and it can feel really chaotic for us consciously as well because the hormones can either dip drastically or in fact surge a lot of the responses these indications of perimenopause they feel like they come out of nowhere and that can be things like the insomnia it can be anxiety and all this stuff let's talk about the symptoms possible symptoms of perimenopause We have hormone receptors on basically every organ in our body. So that means that every part of our body can be affected when our our hormones are in flux. And some of you may not be aware of it at all. Apparently, 25% of women don't suffer or feel many indications at all. 25% of women, of which I am one of this group suffers extreme or severe perimenopause symptoms and 50% are somewhere in the middle. Every woman's experience is unique, but the same things are going to be happening. So let's look at what some of the indications are that you might be in perimenopause. And just before we continue, always speak to your doctor if you are experiencing some of these symptoms regularly, especially if they are disrupting your life and physically and mentally. And also just because you have these symptoms, it does not mean that you are in perimenopause. A lot of these things are also symptoms of other disorders or diseases, and some of them are just symptoms of a really rough night or a rough day. So it does not mean you're in perimenopause, but please speak with your doctor about any of these symptoms if you're having them, especially with frequency. So let's go. Ready? Okay. Perimenopause symptoms or indications. Hot flashes, missed periods, an extended or reduced cycle an irregular cycle, lightheadedness or dizziness, headaches or migraines or an increase in them, irritability, depression, feelings of being unloved, anxiety, sluggishness, sleeplessness, or insomnia. Sleeplessness is different from insomnia because perhaps you can fall asleep, but then you wake up a lot or you can't stay asleep. It's a restless sleep. Unexplained fatigue. So you just... Nothing's really changing in your life, but you're just feeling so much more tired than usual. Weight gain, weight gain in places you haven't traditionally stored fat, breast tenderness, increased breast size, low libido, decreased sexual sensations, trouble orgasming, vaginal dryness, pain or discomfort during sex, 
backache, joint pain, muscle pain, muscle loss, tingling in your extremities, itchy or dry skin or eyes, acne, bloating, gassy feelings, urinary incontinence, an increased need to pee, heart palpitations. This is a big one. If you're having those, make sure you talk to your doctor for sure, for sure, for sure. Tinnitus, hearing loss, bleeding gums, a burning tongue sensation, facial hair increase. Those are those whiskers that may happen, especially along your jawline and acne often goes on the jawline too. That's the place for hormonal indications. Thinning hair on your head, brittle nails, mood swings, low motivation, poor focus, poor memory, and an increase in wrinkles. Ah, there's probably more. I think I've, there's so many. I'm I'm sure I've missed some, but there's a lot of things that could indicate that you're in perimenopause. And if you looked at many of those symptoms, many of them are not, they're not so shocking. So they're really easy to dismiss. If you have kids, especially if they're young, you may think your fatigue is simply because it's exhausting to be a mother. Maybe you think that has something to do with your backache or your joint pain, or you may think, oh, well, I'm just getting older. So these are, this is part of aging. But what I want to tell you is that some stuff does come with aging, but it doesn't mean that you need to live in pain or discomfort. There are things you can do, even as you get older, to reduce or in many cases, completely remove these indications and symptoms from happening. You don't need to suffer. So listen, I know this sounds pretty scary and pretty terrible, but do you not see why we need to be having this conversation? If you start experiencing a lot of these things, it almost makes some of the other ones come into play. I I felt really, really alone. I felt very confused. So I felt a lot of anxiety and I felt really uncertain about my own health because I really didn't understand what the heck was going on with my body. And this is why as a life coach, I was also trained as a health coach because I have always, always believed that the mind and body are so interconnected and menopause alone is my proof because going through your menopausal journey is a mental and emotional plus a physical journey. So join me next time. We're going to talk more in depth about hormones. So we're going to talk about the main female hormones, which are estrogen and progesterone, and what they do in the body and what happens when they start flatlining and dipping. A lot of the symptoms that I just read out to you are a direct indication of the hormones being in flux. Well, maybe all the symptoms are, but we're going to go into detail about a bunch of them. This series is not meant to make you feel depressed or anxious. It is meant to educate you so that you'll be able to identify what's going on earlier so that you can get the support that you need, both physically and emotionally. So I encourage you to have these conversations with your friends. Ask older women in your life if they've gone through their journey and how it was for them. Ask them what they wish they would have known. Ask them how they got through it. Let's start making perimenopause a normal conversation without shame, without stigma. So join me next time. We are going to talk about the hormones and I hope that all of this will help you on your journey, whether you're going through it, have already gone through it, or will be going through it someday down the road.
We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you have questions, especially about this, please reach out and I will do my best to get back to you. Women's health is part of how I support people in my coaching practice. I am a life coach and a health coach, and so I work with women in both areas, sometimes one or the other, sometimes combined. Reach out if you're interested in having a conversation about how I can support you. Have a great day. Listen to your body. It can help guide you to what you need to feel a little bit better. See you next time. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.